Yay, here we are, here we are again. Hi guys. Hey, hello. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for having me back on here. Oh my, <laughs> yes, we have had a lapse of maybe two, three months, but we're right on schedule because when we're in God, we are always on schedule. And so today we have Nick Gertz from the surrounding area. Yes. Boris Schneider from the surrounding area and That's Jesse nice. Schneider from right here, the surrounding area. And, uh, <laughs> Dominion Conversations, um, the Lord laid this on my heart a few months ago, and we've had two already, and this is the third in a row, and they're rather spontaneous, although this one, we received direction from the Holy Spirit a couple of days ago, and today the Lord confirmed it, uh, and it will be with, to do with focus, no distraction, no idleness, um, Eyes on Jesus, right? right? right. And so, yeah. Boris, would you like to just set it up how it all came about, topics? Yeah, no, it all fell together really, really well. It all kind of came together within the course of one day, just the topic. And uh, sorry, me and Nick kind of texting there yeah. um, in the morning. Um, and we were like, let's just spend the rest of the day kind of intentional about uh, a topic or something that God's going to lay on our hearts. And uh, later that night, I kind of texted Nick what I had on my mind of just being intentional and not letting moments kind of slip away and just kind of, you know, living the adventure in Christ like every day, kind of what that means and essentially not being idle of our time. And, uh, and then Nick texts back saying he had the exact same thing written down, just kind of in slightly different words, um, which was super neat. And then uh, this morning, um, uh, the day of the podcast, I went and uh, told my mom uh, kind of what we were kind of floating around and then if you want to kind of yeah. share the verse you opened up on. That's right. He just came and, and talked to me about the topic that the Lord laid on their hearts and uh, no distraction, no idleness, but a focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, a, um, a sense of a purpose and intentionality. And so I was about to record a Dominion talk and I had on my heart a verse I wanted to look into, especially in the Strong's Concordance. And it was actually in Hebrews. Maybe we can start there yep. in Hebrews chapter 2. I'll just read it out. This is regarding Jesus. And the topic of my dominion conversation, or the dominion talk was going to be that we now have freedom. Right. We are now children of freedom. And so this verse in Hebrews 2, verse 14, it, it is what the Lord laid on my heart. And as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, likewise, that is Jesus, shared in the same, he shared in our humanity, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So what I wanted to look at was the, ver the word destroying the strong concordance, and it was just so neat because the word destroy is actually the Jesus rendered Satan idle. The Jesus rendered Satan inoperable. The Jesus rendered Satan as to having no effect. That the plans of Satan now are idle where we are concerned. And so I got really excited because it really lined up with we now in Christ are really delivered from idleness. Right. We are delivered from a lack of focus. We are delivered from not living a life with a purpose. We are delivered from being distracted. Why? Because Jesus has rendered Satan inactive. So Satan is the idle one now where his plans are concerned for our lives. They can't 
be in operation, where Satan's intent for our life to kill, steal, and destroy, they have been rendered idle. So that we now, in the body of Christ, bear much fruit for the kingdom. So we be not idle. And so I felt that was a perfect confirmation that Jesus came to destroy that idleness that we in the flesh find ourselves in so that we now be productive for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah, and that all kind of tied in, and that's kind of what we're going to dive in and kind of talk about right now. So if you wanted to kind of start with kind of what you had. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when Boris texted me and said, like, hey, what's been, like, what are you... I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? He's like, have you thought of anything? And I was like, he's just like, just see what's on your heart. And I was like, all right. So just throughout the day, I was kind of like, when I come to these talks, usually it's for, like, it kind of started out as me asking questions about what I was reading or something that I've been like wrestling with inside. So I was like, okay, like what, what am I right now? Like needing guidance on. And one thing in my life is distractions and procrastination and not necessarily that I'm not doing anything, but sometimes the things that I should be doing, I am distracted and I do something else or I procrastinate what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I just texted Boris. I was like, listen, like, that's kind of like what's on my heart. And like, that's, that's something that I need like mm-hmm. some help in. And then he texted me back like idleness. And I was like, that ties in pretty well. So, mm-hmm. so here we are. That's where I was at. Yeah. So I think we can kind of dive in this kind of really, this topic has really kind of been on my heart since uh, a few recaps ago of one of the messages I talked on the danger of an idle mind. Mm-hmm. And it's really something that is not a common topic in Christianity. Like when you go to church, you don't really hear of like, you know, the dangers of being idle. I mean, we always hear of doing good things for the Lord, you know, being, uh, doing good works and stuff like this. But um, it really, I mean, just from that verse that um, my mom started out with there and a few other verses in the Bible, you start to realize that idleness is the Lord despises it. And I'll, I'm just going to dive into Second uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. Mm. And this is the verse I touched on in one of the recaps that kind of really got me thinking. And uh, this here is Paul um, speaking to the believers. And it says, um, starting in, let's see here. Uh, where are we? Right. In verse six um, of chapter three. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we give you this command in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is a pretty strong thing. He started off. He's saying this is a command. This is not a suggestion. This is a command that says stay away from all believers who live idle lives and do not follow tradition they received um, from us. So don't follow tradition and don't live idle lives. And in fact, stay away from believers who live idle lives. And I thought to myself back in the recap also, I said, well, who else does the Bible instruct us to stay away from, right? And the other people to stay away from are believers living a sinful life mm-hmm. or claiming that they're Christians and living a lifestyle that doesn't align to that claim. And so from this kind of, we now understand that, you know, living an idle life is something that the Lord despises. And it's mm-hmm. something that I mean, there's there's a reason why when we're just lazy at home or something, we kind of feel guilty. Like we kind of 
at least for the first part, you probably will. And some people are just so accustomed to it that it's just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of die to that conviction. But um, it's just, and that can be anything from not going to work for the day. You kind of just sitting around, you, you feel like you should be doing something. Because as humans, we're created to be on this earth to fill up God's, uh, God's call in our lives. And uh, so I thought that right there kind of lays out why this is bad. And the Bible really, you can dive in for yourself and you start realizing that the Lord wants us to be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the doing stuff really comes from, um, I love the example, of course, would be Jesus, right? Example, well, we have, we just read from Paul, but of course, our example is Jesus and those that followed Christ and Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And so we see here that being intentional to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit is how you avoid the snare of inactivity. And it is it comes back to developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is not an idle spirit. The Holy Spirit is a living, active spirit. One of the words that, that describes him is energio. It's this energy, that it's this alive and aliveness that's within us. There's nothing idle about the power of the Holy Spirit. And so when we engage, especially through the meditation of the Word of God, I think the number one weapon that we can um, really destroy um, this inactivity and idleness in our life is really the weapon of the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. So that when we meditate the Word and just even just reading here that there is a command that we not be idle, that we follow that which... Uh, Paul's teaching has laid out to follow that we follow our master Jesus that we follow the leader of the Holy Spirit then then we become a lot more aware when we are not following and that's not to make us to feel guilty but it's really the Holy Ghost starts checking us inside of us and the number one way is the daily reading of the Bible like for me starting the day with reading of the Bible and um or ending the day with the reading of the Bible, or or during the day as you're driving, you put on podcast a a a Christian message, or or you 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 play the Word of God, uh, just to have your spirit man engaged at all times. Because when the spirit man is engaged at all times, you're actually feeding and you're edifying your spirit man together with praying, praying in other tongues, uh, just prayers of thanksgiving. Just being thankful. And when we exercise even thanksgiving, it, it engages us to step out because we recognize if God before me, who can be against me? Right. So sometimes we have a lack of focus because it could be fear-based. The distraction could be based on having a sense of being overwhelmed so that I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to do something amiss and... Uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be saying it, or maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Or and so at that moment, duality happens, the doubt and unbelief, and it actually holds us back. It makes us shrink back from the plan of God for our life, and it brings a hesitation. And this hesitation really is an open door to idleness. And the danger of idleness is when we're not occupied with the working of the spirit, then our flesh takes over. Right. And when our flesh takes over, we start sowing to the things of the flesh. And the word is clear. When you sow to your flesh, out of the flesh you reap destruction. Because we have been delivered from the power 
that this flesh has over us, which is corruption. And so when we are mindful to be engaged with the Holy Spirit through prayer, through the reading of the word, through practicing thanksgiving, we are actually allowing God to move us forward. We're keeping our antennas tuned in and disallowing my flesh to dictate me which way I'm going to go. And that is a practice, that is a training that we all have to undergo. I don't believe, you know, when you come into the kingdom of God, you, you come as a babe, right? And, and then the Holy Spirit is the guide and he's a teacher and he starts layering understanding of how we stay engaged with him. And I believe that that engagement that we have daily with the Holy Spirit is, is, is a safeguard for inactivity. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, I mean, I have just have another vow verse that kind of just, again, is uh, fervor expanding on that. Mm-hmm. In Second Timothy, um, in chapter 2, verse 15, um, the, ch- the segment of the chapter is called an approved worker. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes on to say, work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. So, then we, I mean, we can understand, okay, we got to be a hard worker. We got to show ourselves approved. You know, there's another verse that says study to show yourself approved. Um, there's all these different things. But then, so what does that mean? So it carries on in verse 16. It says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. So now we start understanding what, what does being idle mean? I, it doesn't mean sitting on your couch and not doing anything. I mean, that, that clearly is not beneficial for you, both physically and, and mentally. Mm-hmm. However, this is saying, I mean, you can be out working, but if your, you know, your conversations are foolish or your actions are foolish, I mean, you can still be doing something, but what that is doing instead of building you up as a person is actually tearing you down. Yeah. I mean, when, when you, you know, destruct a building, demolition takes a lot of work. Right. But and you feel like you're working every time you, you can go home and completely tired, but you are tearing down that house. Mm. And so you can do the same thing where you feel at the end of the day, you're, you're exhausted because being idle is exhausting. I mean, you're, you're tearing yourself down slowly. Mm-hmm. And so I that's kind of an interesting just kind of to expand on mm-hmm. that. Right. And uh, I mean, you can then go into the well-known parable of the talents where, right. you know, we all have an ability and we've all been given according to our ability. And one man, he went out and, uh, you know, invested. He did the correct stuff and he reaped a return. The middle one did the same thing. Um, and then the last one, what did he do? He took his talent. He buried it. And he said, oh, you know, the workforce is hard. You know, oh, the world's a hard place right now. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing's going right right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be, you know, Mm-hmm. going to do my own little thing. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm going to stay comfortable. I'm not mm-hmm. going to push myself. I'm going to, you know, be in my room and just kind of watch life as it happens on the news. Yeah. And when the master came back and at that time, everyone had to show for themselves. The first two, you know, were commended. And the, the last one, what did he do? He dug it up out of the dirt. You know, his two talents or I forget mm-hmm. was his two, I, I believe. And, uh, Nothing happened, you know, and he's, the Bible says he could have at least threw it somewhere that would have gained interest and then given it back. He could have at least, 
taking his talent and put it into something that would work for him without him working. Right. That's, that's the least he could have done, but he didn't even do that. Yeah. And this kind of, I mean, you can relate it to your physical talent. You can relate it to so many different things, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we've all been given a calling and what we do with that calling is going to show on the day of judgment. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're coming down to. And that's yes. why this takes a, a leap from your day to day, like, like, you know, not doing too much to eternity, because now this becomes your entire calling on the earth. And every single day you weren't pushing yourself to that. And that's what we were created to do. So that's why it feels wrong when you're not pursuing something. That's right. As humans, we were created to pursue. And for that that one who squandered it, it was the one talent. It was yeah. the one thing. The one, that's correct. It was only one that was given to him. So it, it wasn't like even overwhelmed. Like I've got two, three, four, five. Like, uh, it was one. Yeah. And um, in light of this... I did. I think one of my latest messages was that we can get distracted because we're not aware of the times or living life with this eternal perspective that we will give an account of that which has been deposited in us by the Holy Spirit. And we'll give an account not for what we have done, but for what was deposited inside of us. So knowing the calling of the Lord and following the lead of the Holy Spirit is so important because we're not going to give an account of all the stuff I did just because I wanted to do it. I'd say, you know, I, I want to be a missionary to China. I go be a missionary to China, but my calling was really to um, raise my four children here in Nova Scotia. And, and so not that there's anything wrong with being a missionary to China, but I wasn't called to do that. And so we'll give an account according to the call of God. And so when we live life in light of eternity and in light of the I will give an account, then we become a lot more purposeful. We become a lot more reverential towards the things of God. And we don't take it casually. Uh, Just here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I was looking at verse 1. But know this. That in the last days, we we agree we are in the last days, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times, that is dangerous times, will come. And this is really a definition of idleness right here. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Why are you idle? Lazy. Pamper myself. I just don't want to do anything. It's too hard to reckon my old men dead. It's too hard to reckon that old flesh dead. I want to flesh out. I want to do what I want to do. God, don't tell me what I'm supposed to do. Lovers of themselves, right? Lovers of money. That's, I mean, look, look, look at the order. Lovers of themselves. So flesh first. After flesh comes money. Money second. Bolsters, pride right after that. Bolsters, proud, blasphemers, which leads to blasphemy. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control. Not to be idle is really to exercise the gift of self-control. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. But look at verse 5. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And I think that sums it up to when Boris said about staying away from those that call themselves believers. 
but really live as unbelievers. That they might have a form of godliness. Maybe they are peers that go to church with us. Now we're not to judge our brethren in terms of like, is he a slander? No, no. But we will have a little of the Holy Spirit. We want to be in the company of those who do not deny the power of God. Well, the Bible commands us to yeah. stay away from them. Stay away from them. So, I mean, that's that's, that's right. pretty strong. Judge right? the fruits. That's pretty strong. Right? Judge the fruits. So, I mean, it's, it's not, so you have to read this the right way. You're not, you're not to go and judge people and tell them they're idle. You're not to go and, you know, label people. But what you're to do is keep yourself. So yes. you're to surround yourself with people who are moving in the right direction. That's right. That's that's kind of what that is. I think like, so we kind of dove into that. So let, let's kind of bring mm -hmm. this back to face value. Let's say, you know, one day we're just not feeling it. Yeah. And you don't know what to do. What would you say is something that you can just kind of go bang, like realign? Like what's something that you can do for that? Well, it just happened to me uh, yesterday morning. I wasn't feeling it. Um, and I, I had to do um, a write a blog. I had to do a podcast recording. I had to do a Dominion talk. So that was three things that required commitment, required me hearing the voice of God to hear what it is I'm supposed to speak or write on. I wasn't feeling it. It was a sunny day yesterday in the morning, so I stood there. I sat on the couch in my rope, woke up, and an hour later, I'm still there on that on the, on the chair in the sun, just basking in the sun. <laughs> My eyes were kind of closing. I didn't want it. It was 10 o'clock at this moment. So it was a couple of hours after I'd fallen, I'd, I'd woken away, I'd woken up and I was falling asleep. And um, suddenly I realized, no, I'm being distracted. This is not right. This is not edified. I have a commitment before God. So I got up and I went and I changed and I refocused. And I said, I do this unto the Lord. I'm accountable to God. And that right there for me, Desi Schneider, it lines me up. And what did I do? I took the laptop and I wrote a blog. After I wrote a blog, I sat down, I did a recording. And, um, and I felt for today, I was going to do a recording on Dominion Talks, which I did. So I got it done. How did I get it done? I reined in. I exercised the gift of self-control. I find it interesting how sometimes in our most busiest times, like when we have the most going on, like we feel busy, but that's when we just are the most idle because yeah. we, we can just say like, oh, I got so much to do. I'm not going to do any of it. Yeah. You know, so you can be on a calendar busy. You can be, you, your days can be full. You don't have time to leave the house, but you have time to sit down on the couch and take a nap. That's right. I, I find that's the most interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, and like, you know, I'm doing online school and, you know, these kind of motivation at an all time low because, you know, you're used to going from class to class. You're used to having a schedule to follow. You're used to kind of doing that thing. So I think it's really important to always have a structure for your day, yeah. you know, to make, make a structure out of the instructor. Yeah. Right? And, it, and for me that at that moment, it was, I had to be accountable to God for that yeah. moment. Um, and I knew that if I, procrastinate then it was going to add more pressure on me later on and i don't like pressure <laughs> right. so that moves me i like it that's true that's good stuff mm -hmm. do i have time to say one more thing 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I just like, well, Boris was talking because we kind of start touching on, like you're talking about idleness. Mm -hmm. I think he's talking about distraction. And he said, which is what I really liked, being distracted from the call of God. Yeah. But then you also said something about knowing what the call of God is. Right. So sometimes we feel like we can be doing what we're supposed to do, but we're actually distracted from what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think I think that happened that can happen to a lot of us. So what are like what what would you guys say is some ways that you could be sure that you're like align yourself so that you are mm -hmm. following the call of God? Because mm -hmm. I know like even for myself, sometimes I'm like, is this what I'm supposed to, like is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. Like am I supposed to be in like because mm -hmm. it's not that I don't want to follow the call, call of God, right. but it's just like sometimes I'm not sure you question it or mm -hmm. you're like, is it just, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're in between like, mm -hmm. or when you have to make a future decision, right. you're like, what would God, like where, where would God want me to put mm -hmm. me? And yeah, I guess sometimes well, it's like, like, yeah, for me, I think the bottom line is to keep my heart tender to God at all times. Um, because a tender heart is very easily navigatable by the Holy Spirit. Um, and of course, I know what, what keeps my heart tender is the plow of the Word of God. That this Word plows my heart. And so again, back to the daily reading of the Word. In a meditative, it's not, not, not so much the volumes that you read, the chapters. It's, 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 it's having a discipline to read. And there are days I just meditate one verse. There are just one verse, just one verse. And I allow that the power of the, the, the life that's in that verse to cultivate a tender heart. And when my heart is tender, he would lead me very easily. Right. And, and it keeps me uncluttered. You see, what creates destruction is really a cluttered heart. A cluttered heart. So as a man thinks, so is he. So a lot of the distractions that we're facing actually come from a cluttered heart. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's pretty good. I think a really extreme example of that, but it really kind of helps understand what exactly you're saying there, mm -hmm. would be Saul before he came Paul. Yeah. Saul was full of zeal and full of, you know, this, this motivation in his life to kill Christians. Like yeah. every day, that's what he dedicated his life to. And he thought that was the will of God for his life. I, like as crazy as that sounds to us, he thought that that was his mission. That was the call of God in his life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was one of the most studied, you know, to be religious leaders. He studied under you know, one of the greatest teachers and, mm -hmm. you know, you can go on. He was a very knowledgeable man, but the issue is that callous his heart, you know, that, that kind of drew the divide was, you know, he didn't have a relationship with who he thought he was following. Um, and it had, it required a very abrupt moment in his life to break that off. Literally scales are broken off of his eyes. Yeah. And that's the moment where he said, who are you, Lord? Like, you know, he said he knew who he was, but he said, who are you? You know, it, it's a very interesting moment in his life. And that's where his life turned around. And I think that's a lot of us, you know, we, you know, grew up in church or even if we didn't, we've always had this idea of kind of what the call of God is. And we were, you know, 
you have this this knowledge and you go off the knowledge and i think the moment you start going off your knowledge and like when you start having like a educated argument in your mind over things that's kind of the moment where you start thinking like yeah you know what lord it's not me you know it's because if i can figure it out then it's probably not the call of god yeah reason jumps in uh and here we see the list right uh lovers of themselves and then lovers of money and so personal comfort yeah it's there is a cost to following the lord it's denying yourself it's picking up the cross daily that means not my will lord but your will be done paul said it best it's no longer i who live but it's christ who lives in me and and that tender heart is really the place, the place of the navigation of the Holy Spirit, because you recognize only Christ can walk out that call. It's no longer I. Now, it doesn't mean that you do not um, have a process of a thought. Yeah. It doesn't mean you check your brain out, uh, but definitely doesn't mean you judge the impressions of the Holy Spirit through a carnal mind. So that you, you, you use this word to renew your mind so you become very familiar with the voice of God. And, and I believe we're a lot more familiar than we think we are with the voice of God. Even the, just the, the testimony of how the topic came together, how the Lord laid it on Boris's heart, how the Lord laid it on your heart, maybe different words used, but exactly the same topic. And how today the Lord, through just looking at the little Greek word in one verse that seemed to be off topic, really solidified the theme for today. It is to keep our eyes on Jesus and not be distracted, to cut off the idleness that Satan now is the idle one in our life, but we bear fruit for the kingdom and, and just right there is a perfect example that we are hearing the voice of God. And so I major on these moments where I have seen the validation of his voice in my life. And it's not science. I don't go back like, how did I hear that impression? It's, there it is. There it is. We can move on now. There it is. And so it is actually very effortless. But the big part of where effort is required is reining your flesh to sit down with the word of God. It's reining your flesh to be thankful to God when you want to grumble. When things are just not going your way. When when suddenly uh, it's overwhelming. No, 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 there's a call of God. I might not know the details, I mean, Paul did not know the details. That was unveiled. The journeys were unveiled. Where where he was sent on his missionary trip, they were unveiled. He had a general understanding that he was going to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. But it was unveiled as he went, even to that one vision of the Macedonian coming to him at night and calling him. And he knew, all right, I'm going to go to Macedonia next. Um, And so it is moment by moment, but the biggest thing is you're abiding in the word. It's this relationship with the Holy Spirit that you're daily inclining your heart. And not so much to hear with your external ears, 
But peace is your empire. You just know. Right. You just know. This is it. And God will unveil the next step at the right time. I won't fuss about it. I'm going to trust him. Trust is required. Yeah. I think the most kind of, a really like kind of reassuring verse is when in the Bible it says the Lord rewards those who diligently seek yes, him. Yes. And like, you know, we also know that the door will be open to those who knock. And I think really what it is, if we are, we have a pure heart, a sincere heart, and we're just kind of going after the call of God in our life, you know, yes. we're human. We're going to make these little mistakes here and there. But at the end of the day, as long as we keep pushing, we keep pushing, we keep every morning asking God, like, what do you want me to do with my life? As long as you're kind of pushing towards that, he's going to make yes. it all into something amazing. You know, that's kind of beyond us. Just for yes. us is just, you know, I uh, I kind of wrote down, said like, you know, escape the idleness of today's world to pursue an adventure in the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is what it is, is when we put ourselves aside and we understand that we're not our own, we're living for Christ, you know, and, and mm -hmm. once you really, I mean, you just change your mindset that you're, you know, you're living for Christ. I mean, when you're on a job, say most people feel convicted when they're just sitting on their phone getting paid, right? You know, when, when you're on a job site, you know, you feel like you should be doing something because you're getting paid. Well, in the same way, you know, we are working for our father, you know, we're, we're on this earth, you know, expanding the kingdom of heaven. So you should in the same way feel an obligation to fulfill that. Yes. And I think that really that's just kind of is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. Because it's revelation, right? And revelation is unveiling. Right. So there is ever an unveiling of the plan of God. Um, there is ever an unveiling of the plan of God and, and trust is required. And knowing that I'm born again, that I'm his child and that he's my father, he can talk to me. I remember one time he spoke to me years back. He says, Desi, I know how to talk to you so that you hear me. And so maybe Nikki might hear him a bit different from me or Boris might hear him different from me. Uh, but God knows how to speak to us individually because he has shaped us and molded us in our mommy's wombs to be exactly who we are. And his voice has given us life and his voice is keeping us right now. And his voice is taking us to that next adventure moment in Christ. Yeah. So it's never a dull moment and never an idle moment. Yeah. Because idleness equals dullness. There's nothing like feeling idle, which equals lazy, which equals dull. Yeah. And then you let your flesh go take an adventure where you're not supposed to go. Because we're made for thrill. We're made for excitement. We're made to know the will of God. We're made to, to do great exploits for our God. And only there is there satisfaction. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Did yeah. you want to add the question about the verse or save that for a... You answered it, actually. Oh, is that right? Oh, which was the verse? Luke you... chapter, or Luke 19.11. Do you want to pull it up and read it? Yeah. It was the that story about the uh, talent. Oh, is that oh, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, perfect. <laughs> See how oh, God Because I was reading it and I was just like, I wonder what... 
like I think you could take that a couple different ways. Hundred percent, absolutely. But I was like, I wonder what uh, I was like, I wonder what Boris and Mrs. Schneider would think. Yeah. And then you're sitting there and you're talking <laughs> about it, and I'm like, wow. So that's what he thinks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're an example of the leader of the Holy Spirit, and this is the advantage that we have in Christ: yeah. that He answers every question and He dispatches them. Fast, fast, fast. Yeah, that was quick. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't have to ask. You didn't have to ask. <laughs> Just answers it already. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, awesome. that's pretty good. Yeah. Till next time, we'll be coming to you again at some point on a God-appointed moment with Boris Schneider, Nick Gert, and Desi Schneider. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed. That's right. Yes, that's awesome. Yes, sir. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome.